Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our Week 17 Thursday NFL episode. This is the episode where we get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show. We make uh, our Moneyline underdog round robin. We give out our Foxhole bet, our Big Balls bet of the week, and we narrow down our picks for the free-to-play favorites podcast, $100,000 pro football pick'em contest, because as our old pal Colin Coward likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out on the contest website, favorites.actionnetwork.com. When we lock them in before, kick off on Sunday. And if you prefer using the award-winning Action app, you can also track all the bets Simon and I lock in following two accounts, the Faves 5 and the Favorites podcast. Now, let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Listen, <laughs> Simon, as you know, I've been away with my family for a few days. And where we are, there happens to be a casino. So last night, I had my first casino experience with both of my children, blackjack, poker. Uh, the younger son uh, sitting at the blackjack table was feeling it, figuring it out. We had practiced before we went away. We were practicing poker playing blackjack at home, you know, deck of cards, whatever. And he was getting it. And then at one point he had 19. He started to tap his fingers on the table like he was going to hit. Oh, God. And you've, you've never seen a group of adult men and the dealer come to the aid of a teenage boy quicker. It was just proof to me that it takes a village to raise children these days because everyone started screaming, no, no, no. Even the dealer was like, no, no, I will not let you do that. Even though the eye in the sky saw that he had already done it, he would not do it. Meanwhile, my older son playing poker, loves poker. He's a total game guy. At one point I'm sitting at the blackjack table for a while and he comes up to me and he goes, dad, I'm going to finish this run. I just need a couple more bucks. So of course I give it to him. And when it's all over, my wife, says to my son, so did you win or lose? He goes, I lost about 10 bucks. And she looks at him, she goes, well, I know I gave you 50. I know dad gave you 50. He goes, oh, no, no, I just meant I lost 10 bucks of my own money. Raising him right. <laughs> yeah, nothing like that first real experience of gambling where even if you win, you're going to give it back, right? No matter what, that first time, no one knows when to walk away, especially your first time, right? No. And it was it was thrilling and exhilarating. It was fun to see him in that environment and sort of try to do the calculations and, <laughs> and, uh, and see the experience. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365, I'll re I will remind everybody, my kids of age, and we are in a place where they were allowed to gamble legally. Uh, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia. 
or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right, Simon. We're getting to it. Week 17, we got two more weeks left in the regular season. Opportunities all over the board. It's time for Sharp Calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Uh, we'll start off with what Chad wants to hear, which is uh, all the pros. They love the Saints, who Chad loves. And I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm dug in. Uh, I'll let you pick it and do whatever you want with it this week, Chad. But I'm going to stand by it. I think the public is right here. The Bucks are the right side. The Saints are frauds. And um, this is just not a game I would trust them with. If this was three and a half, four, I could come around the Saints. But... At three, two and a half, I just think, um, I just think it's the Bucks. But yeah, a lot of a lot of pushback on that one. Like an, an absurd amount of people called me and said I'm making a mistake. But so listen, uh, listen, we're gonna get into all these games, including that one. I will tell you when I listed the five that I thought we'd end up with that were sort of trending to my favorite. The Saints were on the outside looking in. That's good. That makes me feel good because I, I still like them, but they didn't make my. Pro- I might be wrong, but I just I just have zero faith in Derek Carr and you know the whole team, just everything about it. It's their first outdoor game and like I dig it. Three months, it. all of it. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, you know, a game we talked about, we liked. I can't believe the number moved so much. We both like the Dolphins. It's gone from four yeah. to three at a lot of books. Brutal. Like, was hoping that was going to keep climbing. They smashed that one. Um, a game I am worried about, which I did love, was the Giants. And, um, you know, I, I do have some smart groups on my side, but there's also some smart groups on the other side that like the Rams. And I think it's all of us fighting over the six. So I know some guys who love the Giants at six and a half, six. And, you know, this number got to four, four and a half. And I know another group that came in really heavy on the Rams. And now I'm seeing it back. Some books at this morning, five and a half and some offshore books at six. So that's definitely an interesting one where everyone I talked to, for the most part, like the Giants. And I talked to maybe two guys who really like that Rams spot, especially under six. Um, it would just be crazy if this did land six. The books would get absolutely crushed if this does somehow land on six. Um, but that's another one we we're going to talk about because even under six, I'm still not too worried. I feel like five and a half is still a pretty good number for uh, that Giants game. Um, another game we didn't talk a crazy amount about, but, um, you know, made sense to me when I talked to people that they were on the same side as us. I think we did talk about that we liked the Colts. Talked to plenty of pros that liked the Colts. Um, it's, it wasn't as much I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be a huge smash spot. And it kind of seems like teams are a little weird. I mean, guys are a little weary of fading this Raiders team, this defense. Um, but I just think the Colts, their coach and all of it offensively, they're just, they just put Minshew and their players in the right spot. So, um, that's another game I'm excited for us to break down. Uh, again, we, we talk a little bit about, but again, we missed the number Houston. Like we were probably going to put that in our contest. It was three, three and a half. Now I'm seeing five and a half. Um, you know, not that this was so much a sharp call, but it was like, you know, talk to a couple of people. It's like you're grabbing Houston, right? Just in case CJ comes back. And, you know, whatever we did that Tuesday. So that was, the, what, 8 a.m. for me, 9 a.m. Um, yeah. I think by one o'clock here in Hawaii, the CJ kind of news already leaked that he was yeah. going to be back practicing. It kind of got- I had zero expectations we were going to have that. Like that number- just wasn't going to work for us. I knew we were never going to get it. Really? I was hoping if it was still three and a half, that'd have been great. Like that'd have been a nice spot to back Houston. That was a nice number to back them. Um, but yeah, the the biggest, the biggest two games um, that I had disagreement with were the Lions. I know a bunch of pros. I love the Lions. I like the Cowboys. And I know a bunch of pros. I like the Saints. I like the Bucks. So yeah, an interesting week of, um, you know, some split split people, but I can tell you from most guys I've talked to, most guys like chalk this week. Like, I know a bunch of people are, I know, I know a bunch of really smart groups betting the Browns. I know a bunch of really smart groups who do like the Ravens. I know a bunch of really smart groups that do really like, um, 
the the Seattle Seahawks. So it's it's an interesting week of usually guys I talk to just like the dogs or they stay away. And some guys are biting on these favorites because they think a lot of these dogs are overvalued. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this one. But I'm also like I got three or four in my mind for us. I don't have a fifth yet for our, uh, our five. So interesting well, to, see what, to see what your picks are. Yeah, I'm excited to see if they match because there's a couple of a couple of favorites in here on my list, and including one I added. Um, and we talked a little bit about it the other day that I, I think is going to make for a good conversation. As a reminder, catch every episode of the favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube right now, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Um, we will give you a foxhole, a big balls better the week. Uh, also, a reminder: another live show, folks. We're running it back. The Favorites Podcast and Favorites Watch Party. Sunday, January 14th, wildcard weekend. Me, Simon, free entry, free drinks, free sweating the bets from the entire weekend with me and Simon during the games. And then we go live at 7.30. Uh, Shepard and the Knucklehead, Hoboken, New Jersey. RSVP in the description for YouTube and the podcast. Also, the day before wildcard watch party with Raybon, with Stucky, Sean Kerner, me, Simon, the whole gang, uh, 4 p.m., Shepherd and the Knucklehead, January 13th, RSVP for that as well. We want to see everybody there. We had so much fun at the last event. Uh, we loved hanging with everybody. It's going to be great. Um, if you want to guarantee, uh, though, that I'll be there, make sure you go to the Sunday show. It's a guarantee I'll be Sunday. It's a little up in the air if I'll be there the Saturday, but guaranteed, you have my word, people. I will be there Sunday. It's really, honestly, a good time. All right. Detroit at Dallas. This game's moved to five and a half. You you pegged it on Tuesday. I kind of love it. I think it's a great spot for the Cowboys. And like there has to be some kind of hangover for the Lions right now. And then I was reminded of a stat from Evan Abrams. Dak against the spread as a fave, six or more. So now it's down to five and a half. But it was at six right before the show. Yeah. They're 12 and one, 70% against the spread. They just need this game. They need this game more. And the only thing that worries me is Teron Smith still being questionable. Um, did not practice on Wednesday. I think he's the reason they lost that game against Miami. Just too many bad sacks in the exact time when they couldn't afford a bad sack. Um, but I also think Mike McCarthy might be coaching for his job. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was honestly interesting that I talked to pros who liked the lines. I just, I thought everyone would be on Dallas or you just stay away. Um, and like, you know, the number made sense to me. It should be six, six and a half. That made sense to me. And uh, apparently people smarter than me disagreed. And they came in pretty heavy on this Lions team and they've moved this number. And the public is, well, I said they would be, right? They're pissed off at Dallas. They're not sold on Dallas at all. Um, you know, this is a team that, Two huge, you know, everyone's watching kind of games. They've laid eggs, right? They've just laid eggs against good teams. So um, I'm not shocked to see the public split on this one. I am shocked to see the professionals. So uh, I'm with Chad. I'll, I'll hold my ground. I like Dallas. And, you know, this year has been really hard with this contest where we've liked these games, like these Saturday games. Like we both loved the Chargers last week. We couldn't play it. Um, that, that's tough. Like in normal contests, we're able to play those ones. So this year, yeah, it's been – it's been really tough where you're losing a couple games. And like this one, I would probably get in a five and a half, right? Like it feels like we'd probably force this one in. This is kind of a nice number. So, um, yeah, we won't have this in the contest, but I, I like this game. And I think Chad likes it as well. So don't, yeah, don't I be make scared sure we, off by the line movement. I know it couldn't be one of our final five, but I want to make sure we talked about it because it is such a marquee game and was getting yeah. so much attention. Another marquee game, as you mentioned. Miami at Baltimore. And this is a bummer, right? Because this number has bounced around. We saw it when we talked about it on Tuesday at four. It got down to three and a half. It got down to three. Uh, I, know, I, should, I should have made it Simon Says I was going to, but I didn't. I know. I know. Jalen Waddell likely not playing. I think it really is about the number here. Like when it's a three, <laughs> Lamar's a favorite of three or less or an underdog, 21 and six against the spread. Harbaugh as a favorite of three or less or an underdog, 83, 60, and 7 against the spread. That's 78% and 58% respectively. As favorites of three or more, Lamar, 43.5% against the spread. 
Harbaugh, 47.6% against the spread. So, like, if this gets back to three and a half, you take the Dolphins. At three, maybe you take the Ravens or you pass. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's two and a half in our contest, like, I honestly would be tempted to take the Ravens at that price. Oh, my price. gosh. Yes. Um, I don't think I don't think that's going to be the option. We'll see, but I would hate it just because I'm heavily invested at this point in Miami at four, three and a half. Um, it's just – it felt like the right spot to take them. But like Chad's saying right now, it's like it's all about the number. Like this feels like a game that's going to come down to a field goal. One team's kicker is terrible and not trustworthy. The other one is maybe the greatest kicker in NFL history in Tucker. So, um, yeah, it's just when you when you get lower than a three, my value is going to definitely shift to the Ravens. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's such a letdown spot for this Ravens team. Um, even though I know – Everything that's on, I'm like, did they win this? They pretty much guaranteed the one seed, right? I think I saw something like that. And Lamar, not that guaranteed he's going to get MVP. I still think Josh Allen has an outside shot, but it's like, it's hard not to give it to Lamar. What he's done this season, um, you know, offseason, this all factors in. This guy had a really tumultuous offseason dealing with a contract. Then he came in and had to learn a new offense, right? This is a totally different new scheme. I know it doesn't yeah. seem that different because they're running the ball so much, but it is different. Um, yeah, for my guy Evan, the Ravens clinch the number one seed and they get the first round by if they win this. So it's like, doesn't get, I mean, this is what the biggest game of Lamar's career. So that that's gotta that's gotta be a real pressure on him. He's not not human, right? Like we've seen Lamar struggle with pressure before. This is as high as it gets. Um, Miami on the flip side, I don't know if you've watched any of this hard knocks, Chad, but like, I mean, Mike McDaniels might be the most likable dude in the oh history. Oh my God. I love the guy. I already loved him, but it's like, he, he is just so good at, at breaking the tension. Like the, yes. everything's so serious in life when it really shouldn't be like everything we do is 99% of all we do is just made up bullshit. And I love that by Mike McDaniels where he sees through that, like that whole, I don't know if you saw the clip of um, who was a Dan Marino was getting like love before the game. And he's like talking shit to him. <laughs> he's getting this word like, we're going to, we're going to come in for your records. We're going to break all your records, Dan, like just talking shit to him. But like in a lovey jokey way, the two and Tyreek were like, they're all standing there together. It's just like, I love that so much. So um, with Miami, they're just this team in a spot of, I like them to be able to be the back door of this whole game. Right. They have the offensive weapons. I know, uh, historically, they struggled in this position against winning teams on the road. But we talked about it. I mean, Evan told us, like, in his career, he's 2-0 against the Ravens. I know they're a little bit of fluky games, but um, he's played well against them. And he hasn't been – even on the road, he played in Baltimore. He was able to, you know, play well in that stadium. I mean, that's a big deal. He's been there, done that. So, um, I know it's a long way, wanted way of saying you can still get three and a half we like it. Just don't be really pissed at me and Chad Sunday morning. If there's a minus two and a half on the Ravens, it's just we're playing the value. The number we think it should be three. It's sitting on three now, so no play for me if it's three. But if it's three and a half, Miami. If it's two and a half, Ravens. Uh, it was Dolphins super fan producer Tito who reminded us that Tua was 2-0 against Lamar. <laughs> I think the only thing Tito knows is South Florida sports. Um Number one, number two, 99% of what we talk about being bullshit, I think is a low estimate <laughs> on the amount of stuff that we talk about that is bullshit. We talk about sports betting on our internet machines. That's what we do, Simon. That is all bullshit, brother. Important work, important work. Important Kevin. work. We touch people every day, <laughs> oh, their lives a little bit better. Uh, speaking of Josh Allen, we touched on this game a little bit. A lot of touch talk. Yeah, a lot of touch talk. <laughs> New England at Buffalo. Buffalo minus 13. I just feel like Buffalo is going to destroy this. <laughs> I know it in my bones, and I see it in the stats. Like, this Buffalo defense has been getting better, right? Like, they needed time when they lost Milano. They lost Tredavious White. They lost Daquan Jones. They needed players to step up. It took a while for them to all gel, to learn the offense, to learn the defense, to learn their new roles. Guess what? Russell Douglas has been playing great since he joined the team on Halloween. Daquan Jones is back, the defensive lineman for the Bills. 
Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. 47th out of 48 QBs in EPA per play. We know it's the right thing to do here. We know the Bills, even at a big number, are the right side. We have not been afraid of this. This is one of the games I wanted to present to you as one of our potential final five. Yeah, if you want to get it in there, I mean, I would let you, but you'd have to wear it. Um, it's just, it's a big number in a divisional game, brother. Um, the only reason I like want to get on it with you is everything you just said, though. It's like, if Josh Allen brings his A game, which, I mean, let's be honest, we haven't seen him, what, a couple weeks now? Like, it feels like he's um, hasn't played the, the games he was playing midway through the season, right? He had a lot of games where, yeah, he's still turning the ball over, but... Um, he was putting up crazy numbers. I mean, look at what Diggs has done for the last month uh, since they switched OCs. Like, it's just um, they've changed style where it's like, I don't think they're trying to blow teams out like they were. Like, it's they're kind of bringing the reins in a little bit on Josh Allen becoming more of a run first team a little bit, right? Like, they want to run the ball. It seems like they'd have found their identity a little bit of running the ball, and it works because it brings everything down like it, it pulls everyone up where josh allen he can attack downfield again to guys like gabe davis um yeah it's just been interesting watching their offense change so much which is again why i think josh allen should win mvp like their offense changed so much so i'll drink the cooler with you because i had this number right where it is like i think it's like you're getting no value technically on the bills but everything you say is so true of like historically a dog like New England winning a big game on the road, now playing another back-to-back -back road game against a team like the Bills, who just played a really wonky, sloppy game. The Bills should kill him, like Chad's saying here. So I, I get where you're coming from. I'm just a little worried because the Bills have not earned that kind of respect this season. They've never had a game where they've dominated from start to finish. Every game's sloppy and a little close, and that's kind of been the Bills' identity this year. Again, why I love them for playoffs because – they're just this team that knows I pull these wins out. Like they can play in these really tough, sloppy games, but um, you want to bet on them being not perfect, but pretty damn close to it uh, at this big of a spread number. I'll ride with it. It'll be fun to cheer for a 13 and a half point favorite. I mean, I usually don't do but it. We'll all, see what the number I'm is. I'm here for it. Hey, Hey, I'll let you do it, but you got to wear it. And then saying you agree with everything I said is a bullshit move. Like, you can't say, I agree with you everything know. you said, but then you got to wear it. Either we're in it together or we're not. Because you agree with me. I wouldn't make it one of our five. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll bet it if you want to take it, but there's other games I'd rather take than this for our five. All right. Well, we're not done yet, so we can see if we <laughs> end up with this as one of our five. I'm uh, shocked you, you feel this passionate about the Bills of 13 and a half. Look at you. Well, we'll see. I want to see what the number is in the contest. It's 13. If it's 12 and a half in the contest, for sure. If it's 13 and a half, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm not trying to hedge. I'm not trying to walk it back, but I don't know what it is in the contest yet. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Speaking of games where we were confident on Tuesday, where you're feeling less confident today, uh, the New York Giants, uh, they were plus six. They were your Simon Says. It's now down to five and a half. 71% of the money coming in on the Giants. We know it's professional money. You said something during the Sharp Call segment that the five and a half didn't really bother you. Kind of doesn't bother me either. Like I, I haven't looked at the contest lines, but I assumed it would be five and a half at the contest. Whether we're taking it at five and a half in the contest and betting it at five and a half, if you missed the Simon Says, um, not that concerned. I like the Giants better with Tyrod Taylor. The biggest fear I have in this game is Matthew Stafford, the Rams' success throwing the ball downfield, and how dreadful the Giants' cornerbacks are. And I was—I thought you might say that's why some of the wise guys are on the Rams. I mean, definitely. The wise guys are on the Rams because they've played some of the best football. Like, speaking of teams playing their best football these last this last month, the Rams are right up there. I already told you as an Eagles fan, I'm dreading the 2-7 matchup. That's how it lays out, where it's us versus the Rams. Like, who wants to play the Rams, especially if you have a bad secondary, um, which is what you just said is true about the Giants. Like, I got a bad secondary. This should be easy pickings 
for this Rams team, but I still think this is just a bad spot for this Rams team. Like it's sandwiched in between, you know, a huge win they just had, and now they're going to play this game. They have to go play the 49ers the following week. Um, it's just a classic letdown game. Uh, but I told you, the, the, the reason I'm a little hesitant is I can't believe there's pros on the other side of it. Like the Rams, I just didn't think they'd be pro money coming. I just felt like that was going to be the most public team of the week. And, I mean, it's still looking that way, right? Um, at most books, it's still 70% of the bets, yeah. over 70% of the money is on the Rams. Um, you know, despite this number, like Chad said, we gave it out six and a half. It went down to four and a half. Now it's at five and a half. I still would take Giants of five and a half. It just it feels like the same spot as we took Carolina last week. It's like you're playing a number, you're playing a game that you expect to be close. And even when, you know, they were down, I think two touchdowns, um, Panthers, I was just like, somehow we're going to get to this number. And I can't believe it did, and it landed on three. But it feels the same thing here with the Giants of um, a team that, you know, I can't help, but it, like I'm going to have to bet them and I'm going to have to put them in our money line around Robin. It's just a spot we play here at the end of the season. You expect a team that, you know, Stafford and all them, how well they've been playing, it's really hard to keep it up. And, um, wow, it's a crazy stat from Evan, which if you're a Rams backer <laughs> like this, uh, Rams are 10-3 and three straight up week before playing the 49ers since 2017. So forget everything I just said. No, but Well, no, I, I, don't. You know why? Don't. Because teams that are in the final two weeks of the season that need to win or get into the playoffs, um, that need either need to get into the playoffs or a win to improve their seating. Yeah. Uh, facing a team with a winning percentage worse than them, in this case, the Giants and the Rams, 40.3 against the spread the past 20 years. Makes that includes sense. this week, by the way, unfortunately, Cleveland, Buffalo, Houston, Rams, Colts, Falcons, Bucks, Chiefs, Denver. So a couple of games that we, <laughs> uh, that we were talking about. And, um, but certainly it's an indicator for for the Giants. It just feels like this this feels like Carolina for the past two weeks. It's the game you don't want to bet. You're a little bit afraid of it. I said to you the other day, I was really excited about the Rams, about their rushing game, about Kyron Williams, about the Giants' inability to, to defend against the run. And I'm like, this giant this Rams team is a juggernaut. And you were so confident. You're like, this is when you bet the Giants. We can't <laughs> let people start chirping. No chirping. Well, well, that was more about I knew the six and a half wasn't going to last. I just knew that number was way too big and that the pros would hit it. Um, I just didn't think they'd be hitting as big as they did. I mean, this number did drop all to four and a half, which is like that's real money moving that two points through a couple key numbers. So um, the fact that it is back to five and a half, all you people out there, if you did miss the Simon says, I wouldn't let it scare you off. I would still take Giants five and a half. Um, I would take this honestly all the way down to four. So, yeah, to me, the value for us is still there for the contest. Even at four and a half, I would still be comfortable putting this in the contest. <laughs> New Orleans at Tampa Bay. You're there saying you Tampa Bay minus two and a half. I like the Saints at plus three. The wise guys have moved this number. It was a surprisingly public play. Everything you said was square in the way you defined what you wanted to do and why you like this. Um, 88% of the money in our database right now, wise guy money moving on the Saints. One of the biggest luck rankings games we've had all year favoring the Saints. Baker, 13-25 against the spread as a favorite. The fifth least profitable quarterback as a spread the past two decades yeah i mean i got i got nothing for you i ate it like i know you're supposed to bet like chad saying you're supposed to bet the saints the numbers are going to say it uh the trends will say it like as a better i want to be on the saints this is such a, a a spot to take them a fade up bucks team who's just been on a straight roll but it's the dennis allen Derek Carr effect i just don't not i don't trust those guys in this spot and they break the trends like I, it's crazy to say, but if they came to me and they said it was going to be Taysom Hill, I'd feel better about it. But if it's Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, I just I can't have faith in these quarterbacks. It's just, you know, it, Derek Carr is just this guy who just breaks the mold where it's um, 
I should listen to Chris Rabon. Like his first season, a new offense. Chris talked about it. He's just terrible. And this season, they had the schedule. They had such an easy schedule. They have so many good offensive weapons, and they just never could get it together and figure it out this year. And um, yeah, this is for their season. This is everything. Like they lose this, I believe they are officially eliminated from the playoffs, and the Bucks clinch. Right? If they win yeah. this, they win their division. So. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, I like backing backing the road team with the points in this spot, especially in divisional games. But um, yeah, I'm I'm dug in, brother. I, I I'm I'm on the on the Bucks. But if you if you want it to be once again, if you want it to be one of our picks, I won't fight I, you just because I know the pros love it so much, and I might have a little blind spot here. It's just I can't I can't put faith into this this Saints team. I can't justify putting it in the contest knowing how much you're against it because yeah, but I'm, I'm wrong. I'm human. Yeah. But your instinct, your instincts on this <laughs> tend to be right. Um, to be. And like, and, and honestly, last week, our instincts were both right about Detroit. And this is where, this is where betting just gets hard, right? Like yeah. not, even when we talk about these trends, even when we talk about the advantages, the models, the ratings, whatever, you're talking 56 to 60% of the time, which means Two two out of three times you may win, and one out of three times you may lose. And that's not a huge difference. So, like this could easily be one of those games where everyone's wrong about the Saints and you're right about the Bucks, right? It could be the 35%, <laughs> the 35, the 40%, even. Um, those margins are small. Um also, I don't feel as good about this one as I do a different game. Okay. Atlanta, Chicago. And I know you love the Bears here. And you were admittedly square. 78% of the money on Atlanta. Uh, this one has not moved off of three. Um, and Atlanta just continues to be one of those teams that could be Bad luck, could be bad coaching, definitely bad quarterback play. But when they're a dog, I am more comfortable with them than when they are a favorite. They are getting much healthier while the Bears are a little bit unhealthy right now. Cole Komet did not practice this week. Darno Mooney did not practice this week. Unlikely Cole Komet plays. DJ Moore hobbled with an ankle. Um, Atlanta's O-line, which has been unhealthy the past few weeks, is back fully healthy. Um, David Onyemata nose tackle who helps them dominate the running game defensively will be playing again. Um, so we're better about Atlanta. If we get the number to me, this is number dependent, to be honest, if Atlanta's three and a half, I feel good about Atlanta right now it's three. Now, interesting to me, Chad, of the last 20 years, who do you think is the best Chicago Bears player, right? Last 20 years, you've been a fan. Who is the best player in the Chicago Bears in the last 20 years? Probably Brian Urlacher. And I think it might be Devin Hester. And the reason I bring that up, Chad, is you saw they announced the Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping Chicago fans like you remember how great this guy was, should be you should be pulling the strings, Chad. Reaching out to everyone. Get him he be a first be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I was thinking about it because I'm with you. Brian Urquhart was incredible. I was thinking about Bears history. I think it might – I mean, again, Urquhart could probably play almost in any era, but Devin Hester and Sweetness, they're probably the two guys in your guys' history that could play literally in any era. Like, you watch those highlight reels of Devin Hester, he's going to have that record forever, right? No one's ever going to break that kick return record. And – um, the reason I popped up was just because I, I wanted to, like, I've talked to other Bears fans and he said the same thing you did. He's like, last 20 years, I'd go Erlacher. And it's like, damn, no one, no one remembers Devin Hester. He just, so right. You're so, he, and was dude, he did it incredible. so many times. There was a game against the Cardinals on the Bears when the Bears had that run to the Super Bowl where he had a run back that was amazing. And then, of that course, that was his rookie year, right? I think, was it two, it was 2005, six. And it was either his first year or second year in the league because I was, I was, I think, uh, yeah. Because that was like my my Madden days, and like when he came into the game, it changed everything. Well, look, he also had that amazing run back, the opening play of the Super Bowl that I was yeah. at, where First ballot. me and me and my buddy Matt nearly um, leapt out of our shoes 
in that game. And it just gets for, that gets forgotten, A, because it was a, a monsoon, B, it was when Prince played Purple Rain in the rain, <laughs> and C, Peyton Manning won uh, his first Super yeah. Bowl. Um, but that Devin Hester run back gets forgotten. Are you trying to avoid talking about this game? No, it's my long way to wave getting you come back around the Bears. Like, think of all your nostalgia, all your happiness. Don't don't jump off the, the bandwagon yet. And like this week, it's really this week I'm betting. Honestly, I'm going against a lot of things we usually do because I'm going with what these teams are at this point. Like, I'm not going to keep making up my head what these teams could be and what their potential is and what they should do in these scenarios. And yeah, the value is like Chad's saying a three and a half. Technically, yes, the value is on Atlanta, but I just, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in that team. Don't believe in the quarterback. Don't believe in the coaching. And I just think the bears, I mean, they are due for a bad game, I suppose, but they've just been playing so well. It's, it feels like it's all full into place with this Bears team. Like, they know exactly who the identity is on offense right now, and the same goes for their defense. Like, they're just so – I don't want to say it, but they're so good right now, it's crazy. Like, this Bears team arguably would be terrifying if you played them in the playoffs, right? If they could somehow get in, they would have been a terrifying matchup for most teams. So, um, Atlanta outdoors with Heineke on the road. Got to fade. I got to fade, especially against the Bears defense that turns quarterbacks over. Like, the dude's going to get turned over, and they're going to make a one-dimensional. Like, you don't think they know like we do that all the Atlanta wants to do is run the ball and then have play-action passes? Like, Arthur Smith, the gig feels a little bit up here, right? Even their own fan base is kind of turning against them. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I know it is the professional spot to play Atlanta here, but I'm just not buying it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick on the Bears. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – Dig in, Chad. I know it's a weird week for me, but it's just um, I'm not buying a lot of this bullshit these teams are selling. Very uncomfortable for me right now. I'm not sure who I'm talking to. Carolina at Jacksonville. <laughs> I feel like this is one we can agree on. We liked it at seven. It moved to six and a half. Trevor Lawrence injured. Uh, I don't believe he practiced yesterday. Um, we continue to see he did not practice yesterday. I'm looking at my notes more clearly. Uh Evan last week had a great stat about Bryce Young against the spread in the second half, one of the top four QBs. Um, and we've seen this as Panthers backers for a couple consecutive weeks. Uh, he's just balling in the second half of these games. Um, so, you know, uh, oh, here's a cool stat. Most turnover, turnover worthy plays since week 13. Trevor Lawrence, 12, Nick Mullins, nine. We're going to get to Nick Mullins and the Vikings. Patrick Mahomes, seven. My point is, I'm comfortable with the Giants at five and a half. I'm also comfortable with the Carolina Panthers at six and a half. Yeah, it's another game though I hate because it's something that we have to take, right? It's like, this number's too big. We have to keep back in Carolina. It's just funny because every week I'm like, all right, finally, the market will catch up to Carolina. We don't need to bet them every week. We have to bet them again. I, I'm with you, people. People keep bitching about it. Um, I had someone complain there, like, I've been on the sideline these last two weeks with Carolina because I just can't buy into them. I I agree. I understand it. Like, it's it's not been enjoyable. But we've been winning, Chad. And the number, it feels yeah. like it's still too big. The market hasn't caught up to it. It's like, even if Trevor Lawrence was fully healthy, I honestly could see this number being seven. Like, I don't see it being that much higher because that's how bad the Jaguars have been playing defensively and offensively. So um, the the fear here is... I don't like back in Carolina on the road. They just this season have struggled on the road more so than at home. Like for some reason at home, they do rally their defense. I know they didn't show it last week, but historically this year, they played better at home than on the road. So um, if there was a spot for Trevor Lawrence to get right, this would be it. But mean Chad talked about it last show. He's got a bum shoulder, a bad leg, and he's coming off a concussion. Like it's it's crazy how banged up and held together this guy is. Now he's got Burns coming. Like, you know, the D-line of Carolina is not terrible. Like, they can actually get after guys for the most part. So, um, yeah, Chad, like another game where I don't know if we're going to make it our uh, foxhole, but, you know, I, I well, don't hate don't hate this spot for Carolina at all. I think it needs to be a foxhole or big balls because right now we we are on the Giants, as Simon says, and that would be the other contender for one of those two. We owe a foxhole in big balls. It feels big ballsy to me 
because back in Carolina at any point is big ballsy. This would be, I think, our third time in a row backing the Panthers as our big balls bet of the week. It's probably the right thing, but I don't think it takes that big of balls. I got a bigger balls bet coming up. And if you don't like, we can go back to this one. But wait until you hear the game I like for our big balls game. All right, well, then let's put this in. Why don't we just put this in the foxhole? <laughs> you love this game. All right, we'll put it in the foxhole, Carolina. We're going in the foxhole with Carolina. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. The last game that I want to talk about, Green Bay at Minnesota. This is my exact decision. Of course, you know, I made this decision before Jair Alexander, the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, was suspended. Do you know why he was suspended, Simon? I do. Um, I do. He was suspended because in the game against Carolina, he is from Charlotte, uh, unbeknownst to anyone on the team, including his head coach. He walked out for the opening coin toss with the captains because he decided he should have been honored to walk out in a game in Charlotte. And then not only did he walk out without telling anybody for the opening coin toss, he then made the call of what the Packers were going to do and made it incorrectly. And so this week, he has been suspended for contact uh, detrimental to the team. He will not be playing. That aside, I think I still like Green Bay here. <laughs> I, like, everyone's got injuries. I, like, I don't know who the Vikings are playing at quarterback. They will probably be without Jordan Addison, um, who did not practice. Definitely without TJ Hawkinson. And uh, most important, is it Nick Mullins? Is it Josh Dobbs? Is it going to be the rookie? Like, who's it going to be? So I think we still got to go with Green Bay. Yeah, I would say the only pushback I got from our pick, like the pros that called me up, and I had said at the time I hadn't run the numbers, and I think the number is fair at this number. Uh, the model agrees with it, but um, the pushback is this is a defense in Green Bay that made Tommy DeVito, the NFC offensive player of the week. It's an uh, a defense that made – Baker Mayfield, the offensive player of the week. And then last week, yep. Panthers, <laughs> a, the team that has been dead all season, put up 30 points. Bryce Young put up 30 points against this Green Bay defense. And, you know, as much as we um, like to praise this Green Bay team and Jordan Love, which has been incredible, like if you're a Green Bay fan, you must be ecstatic. Like this guy looks incredible. Um, the defense has just been brutal. And now we are facing – Shocking to say this, a Nick Mullins guy who's – is it two straight weeks? He's thrown for over 300 yards, something crazy like that? Like We might not be facing him. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know who they're facing, but whoever they're facing, it's either going to be a guy who is so inaccurate, he's got the most turnover-worthy plays since week 13, other oh, yeah. than Trevor Lawrence, yeah. or they're playing Josh Dobbs, who we know is not a quality NFL quarterback, or they're playing a rookie who's – basically lasted one play before Josh Jobs came in. So we don't know what kind of quarterback they're going to be playing, but we do know they have a quarterback who is really, really good and really good against the blitz, which is what the Vikings are best at. But best case it is Dobbs though. Like we, we, we want the guy who can't throw the ball, right? Like that's the weakness of this team. And um, we said it when Dobbs was playing, like, he's going to eventually turn back into a pumpkin. The guy can't throw the ball. Like, that's why he is what he is. Um, Nick Mullins can throw the ball. I mean, he has turnover-worthy plays, but, like, you know, when you have Justin Jefferson, it's the game-changer of game-changers. Like, you can make the most turnover throws ever, and the guy, what was it, third and 25, he, like, pulled it yeah. down somehow. It's just – it's incredible. Like, you forget it because he had been gone for so long, but it's like – Oh, yeah, that's the guy who was the best player in the league last year uh, at wide receiver. So um, nothing changed for me, though, Chad. Like, I'm with you on it. I'm I'm on Green Bay. I'm backing it for what you just said. It feels like I have more confidence in Jordan Love and that Green Bay offense in this spot than I do a Vikings team that's been playing so above their head. Like, we, we, we already talked about it on Tuesday's show, but, like, I know they're not going to give it to them coach of the year, but, I mean – this is crazy. Like this Minnesota team, I cannot believe yeah. they're in this position with their fourth quarterback. Um, the whole thing is so crazy. How just football, how how dependent it is on court on the coaching. Like everyone, the talent level is so close, where if you have the right coaching, it can be everything. And this Vikings defense and offense just can't can't hat tip them enough. But um, yeah, the the pros, like I said, the pros I talked to, 
they like the Vikings here. So don't be shocked if you see the other number go up to two. Um, me and Chad would be elated if this gets up to two and a half for us in the contest. But I think it'll stay at two, one and a half. That's where it's going to sit to me until kickoff. All right. You said you had a big balls that we haven't discussed. Yeah, I got a couple here. All right. Let's hear it. Chad, are we backing the Washington Commanders? Dude, I didn't know if you're going to go with the Commanders or the Cardinals. And look, we talked about this the other day. Is Jacoby Brissett just getting in his licks at the end of games when the game is so far out of reach? He I know. I know. I don't know what to do with it. It's like, is he looks San great Francisco, though on film. Is San Francisco in a spot where historically they're terrible and you want to fade them? Or are they going to be <laughs> in a spot where they know they need to get it right and prove they can dominate a game? Trent Williams again injured. Don't know his status for the weekend. Um, could be Christian McCaffrey rebound, grab the MVP away from Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, it certainly takes balls. So that was one. And then you already said it like Arizona. Um, that's what like we were talking these big favorites and these big dogs. Like I'm with you on Buffalo. I would just rather take Arizona as a big dog or take Washington as a big dog. Like either one to me, I like them both. If we're saying which one do I feel more comfortable in, it's got to be Arizona, right? Where yeah, so, this Eagles team, just like the Bills, who the hell are they to be catching this many points? Like they keep having these games of letting these teams back in where um, just like Josh Allen, Hurts can't stop making stupid turnovers. Like he'll make incredible plays where like plays where only a couple guys in the league can make those kind of plays. And then he'll have the most boneheaded turnover. And um, we talked about it. It's the Shane Steichen effect. Like they lost the row C. Their offense hasn't looked right all season. And um, Arizona is the perfect team to get right against, right? They are one of the worst defenses in football. But Kyler on the flip side, I mean, you said in that Bears game, they had tons of opportunities. They just couldn't connect on it. And it's like, I'd rather bet Arizona and get unlucky here because that's what it would take to not cover this number if it feels like Arizona. Like Arizona should cover this number against this Eagles team. This number is way too big. Um, it's just a classic spot of, the books, they know the 10-point teasers are coming in heavy. Like, this is such a 10-point teaser game. Like, this game, the 49ers, the Bills, it, people love those kind of bets. Like, stringing all three of them together, that's just – it lines up perfectly. So, um, unfortunately, this number has come down, but I would still take it at 11 if you would take the Arizona. I, again, I'd feel more comfortable taking this over Washington just because we've seen the 49ers actually play really well this year. We have not seen that from the Eagles. Well, look, remember on Tuesday, I wanted to make Arizona my exact decision. And then I got squeamish because the number had moved a point and a half, two points from yeah. 12 down to, I think, 10 and a half or 10. And so I walked away from it and went with Green Bay instead. I like that matchup a little bit more just because I think Jordan Love is the going to be the best sort of offensive producer on the field most consistently who has the ball in his hands the most. Um, yeah. But I think the breakdown matchup wise for Arizona in this game is great for them. And I love Trey McBride against the middle of this Eagles defense that has just not been able to be productive defending against the middle of the field, especially tight ends in the middle of the field. So Arizona Cardinals against the Philadelphia Eagles as underdogs will be our big balls bet of the week. <laughs> Saying it for yep. the entire hotel to hear, throw that graphic up there, Tito. We are not afraid of it. Not afraid of it at all. It's interesting, Simon. I don't know that we have five games right now. Yeah, I got two. I got two more games to talk about. Oh, all right, all right. Have you come around on the Seahawks at all? Are you still believing in Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph on the road in Seattle? Mason Rudolph on the road in Seattle. I know. I know. When you say it like that, I mean, of yeah. course, of course, I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do Seattle. Let's do it. What's your other one? <laughs> Uh, we got to You got to take some of these home chalk. All right. Not all these road favorites are going to win. It doesn't work that way. Like there's a reason they're sucking you guys in with these three and a halves. Um, yeah. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want to do Seahawks, you, what about Colts? Like I, I just, I want to take one of these chalky home favorites. I just, I like them. Like I like the chalk this week. I like some of these home favorites where it's just, um, it feels like we're getting good value on teams that, they're playing against teams overvalued. Pittsburgh feels overvalued. The 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 Raiders feel overvalued. So it's like, I don't know which one of these I'm going to try to force in on you, Chad, but it's like, 
Um, I don't know. Just feels like a good spot for the Colts, and it feels like a great spot for the Seahawks. Like, the Seahawks say what you want about that team. Um, I know they've had back-to-back really close games. It's just like we've seen them at home when they're playing against inferior talent, which Mason Rudolph is. Their defense can turn teams over, and I feel like this is a good spot for their defense, Seahawks-wise, against Mason Rudolph in the offense. But um, it's just crazy after one week the, the fear of the Steelers yeah. people have. Because well, like, you're not the one. Like I talked to a bunch of pros who like the Steelers, and I just kept saying it's Mason Rudolph in Seattle. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. I, I have no strong opinion on this game, as I do on, like, say, the Saints or Atlanta. So let's go with Seattle. Let's what if I told you the majority of the money and the bets right now are coming on Pittsburgh, and this number is not budged from the three and a half? Well, that would tell me there's someone very, very sharp coming in on Seattle to balance this out. And for all I know, it could be you. <laughs> yeah. No, give me give me Geno Smith at home with the 12th man. All right. So Seattle's in. It, it we'll go over the final five before before we before all is said and done. Because I feel like there's potentially potentially um feels like we got the six or seven of them at this point right yeah i think so yeah i do um all right before we get to our money line underdog around robin reminder that the week 17 contest tiebreaker is total passing yards on monday night football action network predictive analyst billy ward writes a weekly article about tiebreaker strategy and a link to that article can be found in this episode's description if you want to leg up in the contest good luck everybody all right Let's talk about um, how we're going to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Simon, can I yes. assume your number one New Year's resolution is to eat more Little Caesars pizza? It is. Order online during our pizza, pizza pregame, one hour before NFL games, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, I have a new motto. What do you think about this one that I invented? If Russell Wilson left your holidays crushed, cheer yourself up with crazy crust. I do that so fast, don't I? Like the news about Russell Wilson, he's so in the moment and I just come up with these phrases just like that. However you order your pizza, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Also, Reminder, for the second time, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, if you're watching on YouTube. Don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Let's talk about our Moneyline underdog round robin. Well, shoot. We're going to have to put the Giants in there. Let's get Arizona in there. Arizona, probably Carolina. Yeah. Panthers. Um, Let's see what Green Bay's number Detroit. is. Detroit. I mean, Green Bay's plus one, 110. All right. Green Bay. What about Detroit? Don't Can hate it. See it. Plus, plus 180. I mean, that game, you could easily see them running Dallas out of the building as easily as we can see Dallas dominating that game. Yeah, it's all about what kind of Dak shows up, but historically yeah. Dak at home shows up, right, in these kind of spots. It's exactly um, what I was going to say. Who's showing up? Who's On both sides, who's showing up? For Detroit, are they a team that's hungover? Are they a team that's motivated? Are they a team that feels they can grasp the brass ring right now because there's still potential for them to sneak in with a higher seed? We don't know. At this point, at this point to quote one of the greatest movies ever, about last night at this point we just don't know detroit green bay carolina arizona new york football giants you feel good about those yeah and right now uh looking at money lines uh arizona is only getting five percent of the bets and five percent of the handle on their money line <laughs> uh what are we doing Panthers only getting 10% of the bets, 10% of the money on their money line. And where are the Giants? I, I just love when there's no, no one's betting on it. Giants, 6% of the bets, 9% of the money 
on their money line. So I, I love those kind of spots where no one's touching the money lines and we're taking them. So I, I like this one for this week. For our last, our last part of the year, Simon, we are going ugly. What are your biggest bets of the week right now? Uh, I mean, it was definitely Giants. Um, I haven't put too much extra more though since the numbers moved to the five and a half. I'll be honest, but I mean, I I slammed it at six six and a half. Um, same thing goes for Miami. Like, love Miami if you can still find three and a half four. Um, been hitting that for the chalk bets. I'm going heavy on so far. Colts, Seahawks, um, Bears. And I, I haven't made a single bet on this Bucks game. Like I, I might have like a thousand bucks on it at most. I was just waiting to talk to people and figure out what to do with it. I, I know I'm dug in, so I guess I will eventually bet this Bucks game. But it's like a part of me just wants to stay away because I have no idea what to do with it. It's like every, everything like we talked about me and chat. I want to take the Saints, but I just can't do it. So, um, yeah, I know people are shocked to hear that Bucks are one of my bigger bets right now. I just. I don't know what to do with it. Like, I, it just feels so damn chalky, but I know it's the right side. So, um, come Sunday, I'm sure Bucks will get up there, especially if it's still a two and a half. But I'm just squeamish right now trying to bet that number. Well, that's how we feel about putting it in the contest. As a reminder, the <laughs> favorite podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Before we get out of here, as always, on Thursday, we're joined by Action Network Director of Research, Evan Abrams, the man we mentioned so often as the engine behind the great stats and nuggets you hear on the show and across the entire Action Network. Evan, give us something to hold on to. Be <laughs> our guardrail on the roller coaster of betting life. The Last Word with Evan Abrams. We're finished talking. When I went into this week, fellas, I had to come up with a stat for Vikings, Packers, and Bucks Saints just because I felt like it was 50-50 the entire way and everyone had an opinion. So this is what I came up with. So both games are a win and survive, lose and go home type of game. So in December or later, when two division teams play, both with a win percentage between 40% and 60%, which is literally the fighting zone this time of year. Home teams, 42, 67-2, 38.5% last 20 years in those games. The two teams that match, the Minnesota Vikings, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I feel better about putting Green Bay in now. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. I saw that one. I was like leading with that. All right. Two totals worth talking about. Detroit-Dallas, currently 53 and a half, would be the highest closing total of the season so far. Totals of 50 plus, actually 27 and 12, 69% to the under last two years. So we'll see which way that goes inside, indoors, fast track. Uh Jets, Browns, down to 34 on Thursday night football with a spread of seven and a half, though. This would be the first game to close with a total below 35 with a spread of seven or more since Steelers-Broncos 2012 playoff game. Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas overtime oh, yeah. touchdown. So that was a fun one. Good memory there. And then I'll leave you with this. Patrick Mahomes. We have no idea what's going on, except here are the numbers. He is 35-22-1 to the under in his home starts in his career. Last two years, 15-3 and three to the under in his home starts, going wow. under by 6.8 points per game. And this season, Chiefs second half unders, 13-2. Fourth quarter unders this year, 14-1. Hey, Matt Nagy, huh? Been, 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 not, not been uh, very nice. Oh, you had to make it about Matt Nagy, didn't you? Yeah, well, you Matt Mitchell. It. it can't be about the receivers. <laughs> it can't be about Travis Kelsey. It can't be about well, the Nagy. drops. The yeah. wide receiver drops. There you go. Exactly. All right. If we had to do the fives, the phase five right now, Simon, here's what I think we're looking at. Carolina, Green Bay, Giants, Arizona. And then I think it's coming down to Buffalo or Seattle. And I, I actually feel like by Sunday, this could all change. <laughs> I'll do. We need to get one favorite in, though. Last week, we did five dogs. I told you, I always want to get one favorite in there. We should have had Elaine in there last week. So um, either well, look, the Bills gonna... or Seattle, I'm happy to force in one favorite. 
Well, let's look. It's Buffalo right now. Buffalo or Seattle are the the remaining two. As someone with tougher skin, I can handle the criticism. I'll take Seahawks. Are you fucking kidding me? My whole <laughs> life is criticism. Do you know what it's like? Do you know what it's like to be me, to have been in this business for this long, to be raising two sons who spend most of their day talking to you the way I talk to my parents as if they don't even know how to turn on their phone. Don't talk to me about not having a tough skin. This yeah, you seem like you handle criticism really well right now. This reaction notwithstanding, <laughs> do not talk to me. Do not talk to me about not having tough skin. <laughs> we'll continue to discuss this as, as we move forward. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. We're off on Sunday until Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget RSVP for our events. Uh, the Favorites event, January 14th, Wild Card Weekend. Simon and I hanging out Sunday afternoon. I can guarantee Simon is there hanging out Sunday afternoon uh, with all of our friends. Free entry, free drinks, Shepherd and the Knucklehead, Hoboken, New Jersey, live pod 730. It was a freaking blast. We hope you join us again. RSVP in the description for YouTube and the podcasts. Until Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. See you next year. Happy New Year. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.